welcome. Um, this is the first in a series of podcasts uh, by representatives of the Digital Technology Roadmapping Workstream, uh, which is part of the Technology Roadmapping Forum within the Bioforum uh, organization. Uh, today I'm joined by uh, Gareth Alford, who is representing GSK, but uh, also the viewpoints of a biomanufacturer, Michelle Atkins uh, of Emerson, uh, the supply partner perspective, Jamie Leahy of Mace Group, uh, engineering partners, and Josh Lobel of Autodesk Technology Providers. So welcome to you all. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to be exploring two main questions today. The first question is around what have been the highlights uh, for you individually of being a representative on the DTR workstream to date. Um, and then a bit later, we'll have a uh, exploration of your expectations, hopes for the workstream in 2023. Um, things like, you know, what can we do to be more effective, etc. So, but uh, if we start with you, Gareth, um, have you got some highlights you'd like to share with us from uh, from this year to date? Yeah, I was yeah think, thinking about this uh, this one, uh, Julian. I I guess the, the the initial one for me is around just being able to actually sort of have in that engagement and and I. I Thinking sort of sparring with like-minded specialists actually uh, in this area and actually sharing uh, some of the experiences um, in terms of both the ambition and also some of the challenges. Um, it has definitely helped for me to actually sort of realise where uh, the wider audience uh, or the the, the the people that we're working with are in relation to obviously the technology providers, but also other uh, pharma manufacturers in that space and, and being able to actually sort of share some of the challenges as well as uh, some of the success stories. That's really been something that's been very helpful for me and being able to then take that back into um, support my discussions with my stakeholders within the company. Okay, and, and are there any particular challenges that come to mind? Uh, I, I think that the key one for, for me that keeps on coming up time and time again when we look at digital technologies is around sort of those data standards uh, and being able to actually mm -hmm. understand how we, we, we navigate uh, that environment on there. And, and how you can you can start with something um, and and build uh, upon that, and not necessarily having to wait for everything to be fully defined uh, in that space, and, and and having people share some of those examples where they have very targeted uh, success through a, a, a sort of an iterative process, rather than have, trying to get everything lined up up front, uh, and, and being able to actually sort of take their businesses through uh, a continual improvement program off the back of that. Okay. Thank you very much, Gareth. Uh, Michelle, uh, any thoughts from yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks. I think the face-to-face -face meeting was really helpful for me as I was a new member to the team at that time. And just taking the opportunity to get to know some of the other team members, as well as explore everyone else's perspective on digital technology and what has already been done with the digital technology roadmap publication, uh, as well as just brainstorming with both biomanufacturers and other supply partners and whatnot, the, the, the folks that were able to attend to, to see their perspectives and get input from other folks on digital technology. Um, obviously, we all have applied some levels of di digital technology. We're looking at what the different types of benefits of those digital technologies are and just being able to share and listen and participate in this team has been helpful for me and I believe for my company overall as well. And and the the sort of the balance between face-to-face -face meetings and the sort of the virtual online meetings, how 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 does has that been a challenge to manage that? 
Uh, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think as we have moved towards more of a sprint methodology for what we're doing right now in terms of dividing and conquering and trying to dig into the details uh, of the different sub teams and work streams that we have within this work stream, it that has been a little bit of a challenge because um, just making sure that you have the time to attend. Sometimes you have time to attend, other times you do not. Uh, I think it's helpful to have those sprints and those work streams because we're now able to make more progress faster, but you might get out of the loop very quickly if you need to be away for a week or two. It's it's uh, it makes it a little more challenging. Mm -hmm. OK, thank you for that. Um, Jamie, any your thoughts uh, maybe on what you've heard so far and your own personal reflections? Um, I suppose my reflections is um, it's more about uh, a learning curve for me at the moment. It's mm -hmm. massive. Um, there's a lot of uh, subject matter experts in fields that I'm almost unaware of in some respects. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's a learning curve. Ultimately, what we want to do is 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 get a really good understanding of that, and then how we, from the built environment perspective, can complement the end user. And we've got a swathe of digital technology that we use all the time. Um, to de-risk projects and get them on program and so on and so forth. And what we want to do is understand how all that information can be transferred to help, you know, um, the end user really do their job more effectively to give them time to do their job better, I suppose. That, do you sorry, do you find that you can bring ideas and thoughts from perhaps other industries that you work with to the team? Absolutely. And you've got to be mindful that, you know, we work with some specialist people, so um, there's a lot of information that we couldn't transfer, but the, the theories awesome. and the and the process, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Mace is a very broad business, so we've got different engines that we can bring other information from. So from my point of view, I've got a lot of a lot of uh, stakeholders in my business that can help me. And then, you know, linking into all you guys, it's really important to understand what you really want and really need. So I can complement that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fantastic to date. Um, I just haven't got enough time. It's never enough time, is there? <laughs> um, but yeah, re really good. Um, but yeah, that that you know, my hopes are to learn a lot more and mm -hmm. and, and get more involved. Really, that's okay. that's that's where I want to be at. Great, thank you, uh, Josh. Last but not least, um, how how has it been for you up, up until now? Yeah, I have to echo. Um, a lot of what Jamie said in terms of, and you know, for me personally as well, my background is in AEC and kind of the traditional built environment. So there's, there, there definitely, I, I am still on that steep learning curve as well. But what's been really fantastic are the conversations and hearing multiple different subject matter experts from along the entire value chain, supply partners, service providers, owners, manufacturers, discussing these topics together. And, you know, in some respects, kind of being able to be a fly on the wall to really kind of understand, you know, when it's outside of a specific project or any kind of contractual relationship, what are the challenges people are talking about? What are the real day-to-day -day issues? Even when it might come down to things like communication and implementation and rollout, not even so much specific functionality and things like that. So that's been really fantastic. 
um, is I would say the number one thing is those cross industry conversations. Um, and similarly, being able to bring ideas because we, you know, in a lot of respects, we are still talking about things which have to get designed and made. So there are there is a lot of common ground there. Uh, and coming from the technology provider standpoint, you know, tech, digital technology kind of underpins all of these things and kind of connects all these things together. And it's never just one system. There's always many different systems. So again, hearing about those uh, those opportunities where there are challenges, where there's room for improvement is really fantastic um and in terms of uh you know some of the challenges uh one of them that i've had is and again kind of uh echoing jamie never having enough time and trying to take all the things that i'm kind of hearing and be able to package that into like a, a really digestible format that i can bring back to mm -hmm. autodesk and disseminate throughout the company so that um it's not you know, it's not one of those, oh, I, I have to get everyone on the call so they can all listen. How can I kind of capture those things in some way, use some of the outputs that we have from the meetings, some of the summaries, uh, and be able to communicate those in an effective way so that others within the company get that information, things that are pertinent to them, work that they're doing, and, you know, can can benefit from our involvement even more. Okay. Um well, thank you, everybody. That's a very interesting uh, sort of introduction to everything. Uh, for the listeners on the call, um, we are currently focusing on two things. So one of the things that came out of the face-to-face -face meeting that uh, Michelle um, referenced was uh, to work on two particular pieces of, uh, or two particular topics, should I say, um, one around data governance um, and the other around something that goes by the fantastic name of the biomanufacturing digitalization readiness model. Um, and I just wondered whether you could sort of um, think about how those two pieces of work have developed um, since we met in Dublin back in, what was it, September of, of last year. Um, I'll maybe go back the other way around, Josh, if that's okay, just to, to be fair. Um, are there any sort of particular pieces either within the, the data governance model or the uh, the BDRM model that you you know you're particularly interested in? Yeah, the first thing I'll mention is uh, the speed, which I think has been fantastic. Uh, one of the things we discussed was going from kind of a, a larger, more comprehensive overall work to smaller, quicker deliverables. And I think that has been a really fantastic approach to kind of break the larger topic down into smaller mm -hmm. topics and really kind of try to move something through because um, it stays it stays fresh. Uh, you know, deadlines are kind of a, a really good thing to kind of get work done. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be something that's good enough. It gets out there, it sparks conversation, and then, you know, it can always be amended. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start with that is just the, the kind of speed and the pace with which uh, we've been doing this has been fantastic. Right. Thank you. Uh, Jamie? I think the the previous um, paper, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it, it seemed to be quite a, a static environment. And I think now it's it's more of an agile space that people are working in, which which means that, you know, as things move on, we can move on with it. Um, what what I am seeing, again, I'm talking from a built environment, is a lot of really common threads on a massive, massive broad spectrum of topics, which is, you know, we talk about um, net zero carbon and sustainability and stuff like that. And even though this is the digital technology roadmap, and these are still essence of what people are thinking about. 
um, which is it kind of folds me in a bit more because a lot of times we talk about stuff that is way beyond my knowledge um, and that kind of brings me back into the room a bit. Um, I suppose what I find really, really interesting is, you know, uh, for someone like me that that, that goes into this environment, um, when you say something, people listen and, and, and that's really nice because you kind of feel like you're a fish out of water, but actually we've all got a little bit to add. Um, mm -hmm. especially with you know, modularization stuff like that it's it's um it's really interesting you don't feel like you're you're wasting your time at all uh, like i say I, I'm, I'm trying to be a sponge of knowledge and at the moment it needs to be quite a big sponge great okay thank you uh, michelle how about you i know we had a good chat yesterday about the critical personas i don't know whether you <laughs> want to say anything about that or yeah, Julian, I, I felt like the critical personas work that has been done so far was really good. I, I really like the fact that, you know, you can understand who those people are that care about the digital technology roadmapping and, and digital technologies in general. And um, it, it helps to narrow in on what their ch specific challenges are and then whether you're internally trying to work with them as a biomanufacturer or if you're an external supply partner, it just helps to focus in on the things that are important with those particular personas and make sure that you're speaking the right language with those people. Because, you know, as we all think about using terms and words, it, sometimes the terms and words mean different things to different people depending on their perspective. Sure. So making sure you understand that perspective a little bit is helpful in being able to communicate with different personas in the organizations. Great. Josh, you've got a little bit of that. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of chime in and, and pick up on the persona thing. I think one of the things that I think has been really great about the persona work that we've been doing is adding in the piece about uh, the relationship to data. So now we're looking at roles and responsibilities, not in terms of just what are the, the activities and responsibilities, but how do those different roles interact with data? Because that's a, in some ways, that's potentially a completely different hierarchy from, you know, kind of the normal value chain, whether people are creating data, consuming data, aggregating data. So that's been, you know, really eye-opening and exciting, uh, an exciting piece of that work. Right, thank you. And I, I think the other thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how other work streams within Bioforum can also make use uh, of the tools that we've we've developed. Um, Gareth, um, from your perspective, um, in terms of either the, the BDRM or the, the data governance, you did mention you sort of hinted at data governance being a particular concern for you earlier. Uh, yeah, well, yes, it's it's always when you, you start to have those conversations quite often, it's it's the first thing that people raise is, well, we you know, until we actually agree the data standard, it's going to be very difficult to actually sort of create that that landscape on there. And I think right. the, the the bit that we've actually had a lot of discussions around is actually sort of challenging that uh, on there as well. And actually sort of looking at it from a technology perspective, I guess, from a from a manufacturer, we're, we're very used to then sort of saying, well, yes, we call it this and then we, we have to follow that all the way through and it's that direct line of sight. But when we start looking at the technology side of things and starting to think about sort of how these can be translated between different systems and as long as the thread and, we, and we've created lots of different terms, I think, or at, at least had discussions around things like digital thread, digital fabric mm -hmm. on their digital swatches, it, it's about mm -hmm. understanding where you can actually influence and where you don't necessarily have to influence that wider picture. You just need to know and get your own 
house in order with regard to data on there and just be aware that something may be called something different elsewhere but you you find ways of actually sort of bridging that so we're we're moving away from that sort of direct point-to-point -point data space that I think we, we we started to grow up with sort of five ten years ago in that space and realizing now that the tools are out there that allow you to stitch very different systems together without necessarily having to have that one-to-one -one relationship sort of marked all the way through those systems. So I found that to be really quite a, a powerful way of actually challenging the, the way in which we implement this. And that really has a huge impact on the, the sort of the cost elements because at the moment, well, I say at the moment, previously, I think people, when we, we've started to look at it from a digital perspective, people sort of imagine you've got to reinvent everything. Mm -hmm. on there and I think what we're showing here now is actually you just need to actually manage the connections between those systems but not necessarily in the traditional way okay thank you Jamie I think um what we've got to do as well is is realize that you know we're in a real transition period with power bi and, and all the other stuff that's coming online so what what these tools are going to do is help us do our job a lot quicker and, and better essentially um but we need to be aware that you know this is going to be moving at such a pace how do we move with it because if we don't what we do in six months time will be almost in the grave within a year so it's we've got to put a line in the sand somewhere but it's really finding where that line's going to be um and, and and how quickly we need to move it on and on and on um it's something that you know i see in other industries and it's really difficult to to sort of understand until you're in it um you know it, it's yeah I, I suppose that's my point really it's go on gareth <laughs> yes uh, well i just want to build on i know we discussed earlier as well when we talk about sort of 2023 i i i really am happy that we've chosen to actually sort of go to a more agile more dynamic way of actually sort of sharing pockets of content uh on there as well because i i really do hope that actually allows us then to actually get quick feedback on there and actually allow us to be more agile in the way in which we actually then pick up the next topic mm -hmm. off the back of that as well and and hopefully to to actually bring more people into that conversation because i i think the the other bit i've really benefited from this year and um it's been discussed uh, by michelle earlier is that bringing new people in and actually sort of challenging and, and sort of asking the questions again around sort of you know what what is it we're trying to achieve and and, and how are we going to achieve that has actually been a, a good way of actually keeping things fresh uh, for for the whole of the of the working group on there as well. Okay, thank you. And of course, the the topics that we're looking at or investigating currently at the moment is one around control strategy framework and the other around digital technology transfer. I don't know whether there's any. Uh, thoughts any of you have had on those uh, potential new topics at all that you'd like to share? Well, I think the theme of digital tech transfer is critically important for the industry. We need to get better. We need to be able to supply products faster to the patients who need them. And if we can do that in digital ways to minimize the amount of hands-on activity that actually has to happen, as well as reduce re-entry of information into new systems, it, we can actually get to a place where new products can be launched faster and patients can benefit from that by getting the treatment they need much faster. So it's a really critical, important uh, piece of work that, that we need to really do better on. 
uh, yeah, I to totally agree with you with regards to them. I think the thing that I find powerful actually with Bioform in those discussions is you actually you've got the majority of the players that you're able to actually sort of lean on with regard to that. So you're not trying to do that within a, a company bound environment uh, on there, because at the end of the day, we're all working with the same contract manufacturers uh, in that space on there. So we really don't want to be actually just creating localized company based standards in that space. And we need to uh, maybe we start with that, but actually realizing that we can actually then have that engagement with Bioform to actually start to share some of those common elements so we can start to build a uh, a justification on some of those actually going beyond those into those sort of one to one relationships and start talking about these as being seen as standards that actually sort of sit that actually at a, an industry level, uh, even if they're embryonic at this moment in time. OK, well, thank you very much, all, all of you, for your interesting uh, inputs. Um, as we draw to a close, I was wondering if we could start to think about what you know, what you might like to see more of in 2023 and perhaps also any advice you might have for people who are either going to be new to the work stream or perhaps looking to re-engage? Um, Jamie. Um, this for me is, I mean, obviously get involved. Um, it's, it's, it's been really good for me. It's certainly broadened my knowledge. Um, but I, I think my takeaway of recent time is we're all very busy doing our day-to-day -day stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I would say one thing is that you know, when a new product comes online or a new project comes online, you know, it's it's all hands to the pump. I would suggest when that sort of slips away and you get a little bit more time, do re-engage. I don't think it goes on at such a speed that you'd miss out. And and the beauty of the digital platform that we're talking about now is that we can re-engage with past papers and update them accordingly. So um, I, I would suggest don't be frightened of re-engaging. I think, it, you know, you've, you've probably had a lot of value because you can go back to the knowledge that you had previously. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, Michelle? I'd just like to echo that a little bit in that, you know, there are times when you can be heavily engaged because maybe you have a little bit of bandwidth and there are other times when you might be a little busy and, and don't aren't able to engage as much. But don't let that stop you from participating in the team. It's okay to, to step in and step out when you have to and uh, be able to contribute when you can. Because if we all at least do a little bit of work, it, it, it makes it easier for everybody in the long run because we're all participating and contributing. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. It's uh, engagement is probably the most important thing, also can be one of the most challenging things. Um, I can say, you know, one of the things that I, I'm continuing to try to do is, um, make more subject matter experts within Autodesk aware of our engagement okay. and so trying to get more people involved so it can be much more of a distributed mm -hmm. load and there you know even in some sense maybe be a bit of redundancy just so it makes the balance of time uh, and commitment a little bit easier but um, certainly uh, things that I'm you know maybe looking forward to in 2023 is you know maybe more things like this so I know this is the first time we're trying you know to kind of get together and share some thoughts um, in an audio format and I think that would be great I mean in addition to the papers other forms of information transfer about what's happening in bioform in ways that are you know maybe more easily digestible or can kind of happen on the go I think would be fantastic Great, thank you for that. Um, Karis? Yeah, I, I guess the one thing for me, I, I, I echo everything that's been said previously uh, on this, especially around the 
I think we've actually got a, a good group of people that actually are are very aware of, of, of everyone else's sort of workload in that space. But the, the one thing for 2023 for, for me on that, I, I know we're going to be more agile around that. I, I'm also looking forward to actually sort of those use cases coming forward from from the different yes. uh, parts of the, uh, the or the different groups that we're working with on there. And and those use cases, I'm, I'm hoping we can we can be bold enough to actually sort of take the good use cases, but also to share some of the pain points on there as well. Because at the end of the day, what we want this to be is helping people to actually progress uh, on there. And we can go to conferences and actually we see always the the shiny side of the, the outputs on there. Now, we never really understand sort of how much effort has actually taken place on there and how many dead ends people have got to before they've actually got to, to something that's successful. So. I think if we can encourage people to be able to actually sort of share some of the, the challenges and some of the stresses, as well as some of the, the, the positive outcomes on that, I think that will really help people to to navigate the, uh, the, the, the their own individual journeys. OK, Jamie, do you have a, a last comment? Yeah, just just one thing. It'd be good in 2023 to sort of almost create a, a postcode heat map of the, the members because I got so much more out of a face to face. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if something like that could be achieved, I know we, we do meet up and they're in different parts of the world, but, you know, just have those little workshops and, and, and sort of grow those relationships would be great for me, I think. Okay. Thank you all very much for uh, taking the time to contribute to this today, our first podcast, hopefully the first of many. Um, and I look forward to working with you on some others soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you.